This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. The one and only, Willie P. Style, the voice of Charlotte FC in the playoffs. Hey, at least somebody in Charlotte knows how to win games, enough of them anyway. <laughs> so Will Palashik joins us. FC against Red Bulls. Uh, are we going to get? We have to get a result this time, right? We have to, somebody's got to win this one. Two draws yeah, during th- the season, right? Not, not to mention the fact that you know this team with its propensity for draws had two of them oh against gosh. Red Bulls, and obviously looking at the way that uh, they went through the League's Cup, having to get uh, two draws in the same format. So it, it is a scenario that I think actually sets up well for Charlotte FC. All right, let's uh, first of all. Uh, you guys closed the season out, three wins and a draw in your last four. Uh, big part of the reason why you guys are in the playoffs, and that's very cool. But I want to talk real quick about the last game. So what was the experience like? Messi at Bank of America Stadium. Uh, I don't think anybody expected him to play because of all the international stuff, but uh, he was there. What was it like? Yeah, the thing I kept telling people was I wouldn't be shocked if he played, but I'd be shocked if he started. And I got the notification on it about, uh, again, as we usually do, about 40 minutes before kick time. And we're looking at it and saying, okay, you know, you really don't have a lot of time to prepare for that. And we'd kind of gotten the uh, frame of mind that he was going to kind of dictate whether or not he wanted to play. And not only did he start, he played the entire way. And so that just added stake of it, I think, was very exciting for the folks who were there. Uh, it basically was the combination of our first ever match with uh, the stakes, obviously, of a decision day match. And uh, it was very tense. Uh, I would say that Charlotte FC maybe had a little bit of a chip on their shoulders mm-hmm. seeing all the pink shirts in the stands. <laughs> and I also think, too, the uh, the scenario that developed, this team, I think, knows what it needs to do when urgency really hits. And I think that's the part that makes me kind of feel a little bit bullish about them going into the game tomorrow, maybe in the playoffs proper because it is a scenario where you know it's almost more difficult to kind of go through and stay motivated during a long 34 game season but when you condense it down to either a cup tournament or a playoff it it, uh, creates a different mindset and it creates a more tangible carrot that's out there for you did 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 it seem like he was a hundred percent engaged I mean if he played the 90 minutes I I I mean he, he had to be so, because, you know, he had done very well internationally, he played for Argentina uh, during their, their international break, and uh, they're in World Cup qualifying, not that that was going to be an issue for Argentina anyway, uh, but what was, I mean, what was the approach? Were they physical with him? I, I think he was definitely a lot more threatening uh, in the first matchup we saw him during the League's Cup round of eight. I also do think that Charlotte FC did better not to just flank him, uh, as a man, but also flank the rest. I think they were almost too messy focused the first time we okay. saw them, and it allowed the other teammates of his to to really flourish, like the Sergio Busquets, like the Jordi Alba. I feel like Charlotte FC played. They've usually up to this point been more of a zonal marking team, but they actually, I think, were more man marking uh, than I think we were even used to seeing ourselves. And I think that led to uh, him kind of maybe being thrown off his game a little bit. Uh, I know. Play- Playing Tuesday night in Peru, playing mm. 90 minutes in that contest, maybe 
could be feeling the ill effects of that. Uh, and I also think, again, uh, this really was a game that I think Miami had to struggle to find motivation for. Sure. Uh, even though they had all those guys in there, I think you get to the hour mark and uh, you find yourself still with nothing on the scoreboard. You know, how motivated can you be uh, unless you're doing about something from the dead ball, which, again, they had plenty of opportunities from the dead ball, including the sharp angle uh, set piece that I still don't know how Christian Kalina saved that. <laughs> I think the, they were also very flattered in that score line by the fact that Kalina had to save them on three very big occasions, especially late. Uh, well, I mean, obviously goalkeeping has been good, so there's no reason to pursue Aaron Ramsdale uh, <laughs> in January. Just kidding. No. Uh, for, for for those people who are uh, familiar with the Premier League, uh, at Willie P. Style on Twitter is joining us, the play-by-play voice of Charlotte FC. One quick thing about that, and then I want to ask you about uh, the way Charlotte FC has gotten into this wild card round and what it might pretend for the future. In that, I got somebody hit me up on Twitter about, well, what was, where was uh, my Inter Miami in the standings when Messi got here? Where are they now? Uh, clearly, he didn't matter. How would you sum up what Messi has meant? Hey, it's Adam Golden. I'm in studio with my friend, Coach Pete DeRuta with the Capital Financial Advisory Group. Is it ever too soon to seek out you and your expertise? Really, there's no too soon. It's time to get serious. So if you're 50 or over, we call it the financial red zone. And that's when really it's time for you to take control of your money and, and make sure you have a firm on your side that's a fiduciary planning firm, which means they take your side at all times. Now, we'll do this for the next 10 of you who call. This is a $1,000 value, but I'm going to waive my planning fee to make sure you get your total retirement plan and you get on the right path for retirement. Call 888-843-0013, 888-843-0013, or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. To enter, to MLS, to the American professional soccer movement here over the last, what, four months? Well, I think it's definitely put a lot more attention on the league. Uh, I think that was always kind of the baseline expectation. I think there's a next step of that that I think we're all waiting to see, and that is, will it be a boon for other teams that are outside of Miami. There's already the chatter about uh, them picking up his former Barcelona teammate, Luis Suarez, which mm -hmm. again, great for Miami, but uh, my worry is that it almost becomes too Miami-focused and Messi-focused that we're ignoring the other 28 teams in the league, and I don't think that's something everybody else wants to see. I think you want to have a scenario where you have other people who want to come and play in this league for other teams against Messi and show him, uh, show, show them, rather, uh, what it means to kind of earn a paycheck in this league and, and show the quality of this league, because even as good as Messi was in the League's Cup, uh, they ran out of steam down the stretch and were only really able to improve themselves one spot from uh, from where they were before Messi. So uh, I think we also maybe overestimated just how much of a, uh, a mountain that was to climb for them. I think people kind of assume once they got Messi, oh, well, he'll just vault them seven spots. You know, the, the other teams pay players too. So that's, <laughs> I think, the other part of this. That and, and at the end of the day, he's also only one player. He's probably the greatest player of all time, but the amount of impact that one player can have on a match I think can be neutralized if you don't uh, build around them. And while they did do that with Busquets and Jordi Alba, and you've seen other players like Benjamin Kermaski, who could definitely feature for the U.S. men's international side here in the coming years, uh, other players that are very much uh, part of that, uh, that nucleus of Miami, uh, they're still a flawed team, and I think one that uh, might have a, 
a thin margin for error and also just a thin line of between uh, quality and also uh, flaws, if you will. Yeah, and, and when he was not available to them, they lost. They look different. Right. They, they look they, a lot different. They they lost when he was not there, and they didn't win all the matches with him, but when he was not there, they were uh, they looked like a lot of you know the team that finished that was in last place uh, at the time. All right, uh, we see it in all other sports. Uh, you you have to battle to get in, and you are hardened by it, and you go forward. Now the Red Bulls are in basically the same position as Charlotte FC, and it, the the match is up there. Uh, what gives you hope that this is not going to be a one day, one game deal? To put to put this in a term that you and I can both appreciate it, it has a seventy three Mets feel Ooh. to it. You know, you get in on the nice. last day of the season, and uh, and you feel like you're hot. Uh, this is a scenario where Charlotte FC, with four games to go, needed to win all four games to control its own destiny. Uh, the draw last Wednesday definitely threw a wrench in that, and the fact that they needed help on Saturday, uh, but also needed an outright win, I think just, again, provided them with the opportunity of, okay, you know, we really can't worry about scoreboard watching until we take care of our own business. And the fact that you have a wild card game against a team like Red Bulls that also won their way in uh, mm -hmm. makes it very intriguing for a neutral. Uh, I also feel like the two teams have played some important matches against each other. They played once in the U.S. Open Cup a year ago with the New York Red Bulls winning. Uh, Charlotte FC got its first ever win for Latanzio a couple of weeks after that last year. Uh, the fact that you've had kind of familiarity breed contempt, I, I shudder to call it a rivalry because, you know, at the end of the day, what is a rivalry? All these games are important in a 34-round season. But I think it is from the standpoint maybe something of a burgeoning rivalry because of the fact that not only have we seen this team a lot, but the matches are very physical. Uh, Red Bulls are one of the most red-carded teams in MLS. Charlotte's right behind them. Uh, they are very, very physical. They've got the one guy who's had more red, uh, more yellow cards rather than anybody else in MLS in Andres Reyes. He also uh, conceded an own goal against Charlotte earlier this season. So they uh, they don't play what I would call a beautiful brand of soccer uh, in Harrison, New Jersey, and uh, they're not ashamed to admit that. Uh, I think Charlotte FC probably puts more beauty on their side, but again does that beauty have the final product? And I think the fact that Charlotte presses a lot more than they did even in that match and, and as they have lately, I think creates for a nice contrast in styles. And I think you might see uh, a little bit of that, uh, that intensity come early and often between these two sides when we see them tomorrow night. I'm familiar with Harrison, New Jersey. Not a lot beautiful. Mm -mm. In Harrison, New Jersey, so it's it's one of those things you you, you pass. I, I've, I've having family in New York. Sometimes I'll fly into Newark Airport, yeah, and you take the you take the uh, NJ Transit into the city. You pass by Red Bull Arena, and uh, it's not what I would call uh, the same kind of uh, starlit hamlet that uh, Uptown Charlotte is, or Raleigh, or or Durham. It, it's it, there's not a lot of beauty there. It is uh, well. Look, it's it's a place, and again, very familiar <laughs> with Harrison. Uh, and, would not. Be and I'll say this out. too. I'll, I'll say this too. Their <laughs> fan base has they've gotten to the playoffs fourteen years in a row with right. the Red Bulls. So uh, there's a bit of apathy there. Uh, they're not exactly thrilled with the spot that they're in. They had to fire their head coach mid year. So it's not like they're walking into a snake pit. They're not walking into the Maracanã. You know, it's a, mm -hmm. a scenario where I feel like I would call it. I wouldn't say a friendly road atmosphere because there are going to be partisan fans there. But it's far from the most imposing atmosphere that they'll walk into tomorrow night. And I know a lot of people also from the Charlotte perspective plan on traveling up there. So they'll try to create an atmosphere for themselves as well. Right. 
Tyler, one final question for Will Palaszczuk, who is the voice of Charlotte FC on the radio. Oh, you know, I'm, we're not going to get to the Hornets. I, I know you got to be excited for the start of the season. Just see LaMelo uh, Ball get on the court, right? We want to see that and, and see have him see him have a a good, healthy season, if, uh, if, if, if that's even possible. Uh, but I, I, I do want to ask you about David Tepper. Has, has he been into it, especially in this run-up? I think so. I mean, you see him at games. I feel like the soccer fan is different than the Panther fan in that, you know, there's still the thankfulness that we have the team, which right. is a, a different type of atmosphere that I'm sure that he would get if he was approached by Panther fans. Uh, <laughs> we saw Dave out at the uh, – the unveiling of their new team facility a couple of weeks ago and uh, talking about how he wants to build the community uh, in East Charlotte around uh, this new building that's going to have not just the first team, but the academy, the reserve team, and also the business part of the team uh, in that area and build some more jobs and build more of a soccer community in that area. And I think, again, it's a scenario where he... I understand there's a lot that comes in from a conversation aspect about, you know, what impact that he does do uh, on the football side and whether or not mm -hmm. he's, you know, in there watching scouting film and dictating policy, <laughs> et cetera, and so on. Everything that I've been, you know, been able to witness, at least from the soccer aspect, which is all I can speak to, he lets the soccer people handle the soccer business. Uh, he obviously has an input, and I think he has the, every right to have that input. But, you know, he empowers both Joe Labou, the president, uh, and Zoran Cunetta, the sporting director, to make their decisions. And one of the things he actually told me independently when I asked him, you know, right when they got their first coach, you know, how much of a spender are you going to be in this league? He says there's not always necessarily a correlation from big spenders and success for the top five spending teams in Major League Soccer aren't making the playoffs this year. So from, from that aspect, it's a more about spending smartly, uh, getting value out of your designated players, not just uh, getting good ones, but getting ones that stay produce, and most importantly, uh, leave your team uh, not feeling like they wasted their money on you. So from that aspect, I do feel like he's maybe, uh, from a lot of people's perspective, taking a more measured approach with this property. I hope he, I just hope he's enjoying it because oh, yeah. once you enjoy it, once you get it, once it, it's, it's in your blood, I think it doesn't leave. It's just an oh, incredible I've, thing. I've had plenty of conversations. We actually ran into him uh, – after one of the road games uh, and he like would talk to us a, a lot about everything like he's he's dialed in he's into it like he's asking a lot okay. of the right questions and so it's it's not it's not a it's not something that he just has and is, is an absentee with he's very much into it he knows everything that's going on when it comes to it will Palashik tomorrow it's uh at red bulls charlotte fc at red bulls uh go get him uh, and uh, tear up the mean streets of harrison new jersey there are no mean streets and don't tear it up but uh, i just wanted to say that Thank you, Adam. Always a pleasure to be on with you. Are you ready to buy or sell your home? The Jim Allen Group is a nationally recognized and award-winning real estate team in the Triangle, dedicated to providing exceptional service to meet your needs. With the latest insights and expert market knowledge, they'll make your home buying and selling journey as smooth as possible. Don't wait. Head over to JimAllen.com and start your next move today. That's JimAllen.com. The Jim Allen Group, your partner in real estate.